0: Welcome back to Litcentric Radio, the podcast that truly is a literacy coach in your pocket. I'm your host, Julie Webb. I wanted to give another shout out to a great review that we got from Whitney A. Cole. Whitney wrote to us through um, the Apple podcast app, or sometimes people still call iTunes, and she left us a five-star reading and a wonderful review, and she titled her review Amazing and Simple. Whitney says, "I'm so happy that LitCentric has a podcast. It's like bringing the fabulous Julie Webb right into your classroom. Her lessons are so thoughtfully executed and accessible for all. The best part is that you're ready to do the lessons right away because Julie provides everything you need to take action in your classroom. Well done, Julie. You're my favorite. Thank you so much, Whitney. You're my favorite. <laughs> I really appreciate the review and the ratings." And I'd like to make a shout-out and a call-out to other listeners. If you could please give us a five-star rating and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps a lot of other teachers find the show. Um, And we really like hearing your feedback and and some of the ways that we can improve the show over time. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Whitney, for that wonderful review. In today's episode, we're going to take a look at character in narrative text. And we're going to uh, use the character Vashti from the text The Dot by Peter H. Reynolds. And I still remember a time when I would share this book like in writing workshops in particular that I would lead at different you know schools and districts and things and so many people had never heard of the book. And of course that was years ago because most of us are lucky enough to have read this book or maybe even own this book and realize what a treasure it really is. So there's no way I could do a season 1 of Let's Centric Radio without including The Dot. One of the reasons I love this book is because children find it so relatable. The character Vashti, they really understand what she's going through because everyone knows what it feels like when, you know, especially when you're a kid and You feel like what you're doing isn't good enough. It's not a good feeling, and it leads to a lot of different responses. So we can see early in the book Vashti's response, you know, when she jabs her marker into her paper, and she's obviously very frustrated and angry in the the illustrations. And I think even better about this book is that Kids actually understand one of the key messages that the author is trying to tell us, that, you know, we're all capable of amazing things as long as we keep trying. And Vashti is really a testament to that. When you hear my daughter Natalie and I sharing the book, she even brings it up herself. I never told her about Vashti, you know, trying and that's important. She just came up with that conclusion herself. And so if a kindergartner can do that, I'm sure other students can do that too. I like to use the dot... Uh, for a few different things, one of them that you may consider um, doing in your classroom is exploring the art concepts that Peter H. Reynolds has included um, in this text. They're really fantastic, and there are a lot of um, there are a lot of beautiful, you know, illustrations out there and really talented illustrators, but they don't necessarily deal with you know art kind of approaches in particular. And, um, or at least they're not integrated into the story the way this is. So it's a really unique opportunity to explore some art concepts with your students. Everything from color and shape to size and medium, even positive and negative space make their way in this book, which I think is really neat. I like to also explore different facets of the main character in this text. There really aren't a whole lot of characters here. There's um, two secondary characters And they play very, very small but important roles. And so Vashti is really the focus of our work here. And there are different facets to her and how she changes over the course of the story is really important. So the bridge chart we're going to take a look at and talk about today um, has to do with how we analyze um, some of the parts of Vashti and her response to things. And that will help us to understand characters in general when we read other texts as well. If you want to try out this mentor text in your classroom tomorrow, I've got you covered. Log on to LetCentric.com and click the shop tab. I've got links to all the mentor text and lesson ideas I feature on LetCentric Radio. You'll find downloadable text-dependent questions for your read-aloud lessons, writing tasks that reinforce deep comprehension, and videos that show the bridge charts that bring it all together. Check it out at LetCentric.com in the shop tab. All right, let's get into today's text with my favorite reader, my daughter, Natalie. All right, what book are we reading today? The Dot. The Dot. Oh, my gosh, I love The Dot so much. Me too. It's so good. I like squiggly line. Yeah. Peter H. Reynolds is a great author and illustrator. Art class was over, but Vashti sat glued to her chair. Her paper was empty. How do you think Vashti's feeling right there? Jealous. Jealous? Who's she jealous of? Maybe she's... Um, she jealous of other kids who can draw well? Mm-hmm. That would make sense. Because she doesn't really... She thinks she doesn't draw that good. Oh. She definitely doesn't look happy, does she? Mm-hmm. Vashti's teacher leaned over the blank paper. Ah, a polar bear in a snowstorm, she said. How can you not love The Dot? Oh my goodness, Peter H. Reynolds really hit it out of the park. Um, Some of you may not know that um, Peter Reynolds actually began his career strictly as an illustrator. He illustrated all of the Judy Moody books, that book series that a lot of us have read to kids. And um, I believe The Dot was one of his earlier books that he came out with. Um, that he also wrote. And I read um, one time about the character Vashti, because it's such a unique name. And he said, um, I think it was in an article I read once, someone asked him about, you know, who that character is, and is she based on anyone? He said, he saw, you know, a schoolgirl, I think she was selling you know, some fundraising thing for her school and he asked her her name and she said Vashti and he thought, oh, I think I'll use that in my next book and he did. I don't know if he ever saw her again or if she ever, you know, realized she's in the book but it was kind of a neat example of how um, authors use their everyday life, you know, and incorporate that into the books that they write. So our bridge chart really focuses on Vashti and her responses uh, throughout the story and we're focusing on four different areas for her Um, Let me tell you a little bit about the layout of the chart. And of course, if you log on to litcentric.com in the shop tab and click on get the lesson, you'll actually be able to uh, download the whole lesson that includes all the text-dependent questions on sticky notes that you can put right into the book. And I tell you exactly where they go so you can have a really good conversation with your kiddos and do a bit of close reading with them. And then also included are all of the sticky notes that you'll need to build the bridge chart. And then as well, with that purchase, I include the video where I talk you through and give you an example of what the chart looks like and how those sticky notes get laid out and how I um, recommend walking it through with students. And also the writing tasks that, that um, those text-dependent questions and the bridge chart they, and the read-aloud, they all lead into a really solid writing task for students to do. So for this chart, Vashti is in the center of the chart. and I like to actually sketch her really quickly. I just take a look at, at um, you know the book and, and she's not too difficult to sketch. She's some pretty basic lines and shapes. If that's hard for you or that's not something you want to do, you can photocopy her, you can trace her, you know, using your dot cam or something, or just write her name in the center, you know, in a circle or something. It doesn't really matter exactly. Um, but I like to draw her, because I think it adds some nice um, nice reminder in the middle of the story, or in the middle of the bridge chart, that we're really focusing on the character, who she is and, and what, she, um, what she does throughout the story. So we have four categories that we're going to look at Vashti's responses. And like I said, these are, we can print these out easily on the um, three by five sticky notes and use those different categories. I like to color code them also because it helps my students navigate the chart a little bit better because there is a lot of text on this chart. That's one of the reasons I advocate for purchasing it with all of the, all of the text already printed for you on sticky notes so that you can go through it with kiddos. You can include their responses as well. And then you can also include the ones already printed for you. It makes the chart go all lot faster and smoother that way instead of you having to hand write everything because I'm pretty sure the kids would probably uh, revolt if we tried to make them sit through every single thing we need to write on this chart. You could also do the chart in two different stages Um, you know one first day the next day kind of a thing and that's completely fine if you want to do that. Our first category is how Vashti thinks. Our second category is what Vashti says. The third is what Vashti does. And the last one is how Vashti feels. So we're trying to get inside the character a little bit by analyzing the things that she does very outwardly and obviously that we can find um, very clear evidence of in the things that she says and does. But then we try to delve a little bit deeper and make some inferences about how she thinks and um, how she feels and those actions and dialogue actually help us do that as well as illustrations so we're really trying to dig deep and look at different aspects of this character so some examples of what i might write under the how vashti thinks category is um first that she thought she couldn't draw i mean that's a pretty obvious one another one is she also thought she could do better so remember when she saw that framed artwork that her teacher put up she said well I can do a better job than that, right? And so she then kind of spurred her on and, and she got inspired to, uh, to move on. Even um, you know at the very end of the book, another thing that Vashi thinks is that now she's an artist. She's really adopted a new persona and a new perspective on herself. And as we know, she tries to pass that on to another kid, which is really inspiring. The next category of what she says, this is where you pull exact dialogue from the text. And I put it in, you know, uh, quotation marks. I punctuate it and capitalize it properly so I can model that for students. And we actually go through and pull it out. And they help me determine what the actual dialogue is in the book. So she says things like, "Um, well, maybe I can't draw, but I can sign my name. Or if I can make little dots, then I can make big dots, too. So she actually doesn't say a ton in the book, but there's enough here, maybe you know, six or seven things that she says um, that would go under this category. Those are usually pretty easy to find in the book for kids. Then we look at what Bashdi does. And this part, I talk it through with kiddos, and they may come up with some different words than what I have available on the sticky notes, and that's totally fine, just add those in. Or sometimes you kind of help kids summarize it or give them a synonym for what they're saying. Um, that can help expand their vocabulary a little bit. So some of the things Vashi does, she painted, she shared, she experimented, she learned, uh, she jabbed her marker, right? Those are some of the things that she did. And then we have to infer on this last one about how she feels. And again, the illustrations help us with this a lot. So does the dialogue quite a bit. Um, But also we have students really practice their empathy here you know, they know what it feels like to be frustrated with, you know, not drawing well or, or something coming out in a way that they weren't expecting and they're disappointed with it. So some of the things that we say that Vashti feels, she feels angry and upset. Uh, she feels kind of grouchy. Uh, later, she feels inspired and happy. She feels proud. She feels successful. One great thing about this category in particular is you can clearly see the evolution of her feelings. And I like to list the things under each category in the order in which they appear in the text, which is sometimes hard to do when you're making the chart, you know, with kiddos right in front of you. But if you put everything on sticky notes, even write down the things the kids say, and then just pop them on there, later you can revisit the chart with them and put it in the correct order by going back into the text and having them help you do that. That's a good reason to dive back into a text. And then it can help students actually with the writing task when they have to write a personal narrative about a difficult experience that they've had. They can talk about maybe what changed for them or maybe even what didn't change and how they want things to be different in the future. I announced last episode that season one of Let's Centric Radio is coming to a close. For this first season, I decided to create 12 episodes. And of course, this is episode 10. So we have a couple more to go before we take our summer break. And I wanted to let you know, if you have a mentor text that you'd like featured on the show, I would love to hear about it. So please send me an email at juliewebb at litcentric.com and put in the subject line the words mentor text. That will help me see it really clearly uh, what the purpose of that is. I cannot wait to see what you suggest. And I'm excited to be working on new episodes during the summer so that when we come back to school um, in late summer and early fall, we have a whole new season waiting for us um, to explore and try out with our kids. I'm so grateful that you come back week after week and listen to the show. And I'm so grateful to those of you who have shared the show with the teacher next door, your best teacher buddy, um, maybe even talk about it at a staff meeting, uh, you know, forward an email. Even getting on my email list, that helps a lot because I'll send you reminders about when the new show's coming out and some other resources that I only share with my email list. So if you go to litcentric.com in the shop tab, um, it will actually take you to, click on any of the things in there, um, it'll take you to uh, the online store. And if you scroll down a little ways, you'll see a little spot to sign up for my mailing list. And if you download any of the freebies that I have there for you, it'll also put you on the mailing list. So that'll make it easy for you to stay in touch and be able to get kind of first dibs at some of the things that are coming out and that I have in store for us. I have a lot of things I'm working on this summer. I'm really excited to share them with you come the start of school. That's all for today. We'll see you next time. Have a great day at school. It would really help out the show if you could leave a great review on Apple Podcasts. Reviews are one of the best ways for other educators to find the show. And share this episode with a teacher friend who you know could take the ideas and run with them. Or share this episode with a bunch of teacher buddies on social media. Every little bit helps the show, which means we can help support more educators, which is the whole point, right?